0: Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Alison Klein.
1: Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today's topic is on Intel Employee Service Corps, and I've got two great guests with me. Lori Hornstein, Intel Employee Service Corps Program Manager for the Intel Foundation, and Michael Hall, Director of Technology and Ecosystem Enabling for DCG Marketing. Welcome, guys.
2: Thank you. Thanks
0: for having us.
1: So, Laurie, let's start with you. Can you just give a quick introduction of the Intel Employee Service Corps and why Intel has made this investment in driving technology across the world?
2: Our program has been around since about 2009, and we recently rolled up into the Intel Foundation, and... Quite frankly, our goal is to help transform communities and youth and environments in developing countries as well as the U.S. to increase their access and teach them how to more effectively use our technology. And it's a very competitive program, and we've been in a lot of countries thus far since 2009. It's competitive inside of Intel because it's a highly sought-after program because it allows our employees to pay it forward. It's a skill-based program, and by that, I mean we've got organizations that look for our skill, our passion, and our employees to help make an impact across the globe. So for all those reasons, it's highly successful and highly sought-after.
1: Now, Michael, I know that you've been involved in this program for quite a long time and have participated. Tell me what it's like to engage in an Intel Employee Service Corps deployment in a particular country and what the Intel team gets out of this experience.
0: Sure. It's actually really exciting from an Intel employee perspective. We usually get there and get more rejuvenated, even though it's a lot of hours and a lot of work. What the employees themselves get out of this is such a rejuvenation of seeing the technology and how it transforms some lives very quickly. It's almost like an instant gratification kind of thing. So we drop in and set up equipment and usually do some training and get both teachers or kids, oftentimes you're seeing the local folks be very excited to to see the technology, to play with it for the first time. And that really rejuvenates the employees here because we see such great things coming from the technology. The teams themselves are formed from many different groups and many different skill sets, many different backgrounds across Intel, all coming in with a desire to help but then you have to kind of figure out how are we as a team going to look at this project, assimilate what the product requirements are, get all of the training necessary for us internally because we may not know about the technology beforehand. How do we get all that information in a very short period of time and then form a really cohesive team that gets deployed into these geographies to do the work? And so it's very fast-paced and very exciting. But as Lori mentioned, it's extremely sought after because it is such a rewarding experience.
1: Now, Lori, obviously there are incredible needs all over the world for technology in the hands of communities. How do we pick the areas that we send employees out? And can you give me some broader perspective on where we've engaged over the length of the program?
2: Right now, we are focused a lot on rebuilding communities post-natural disaster, Puerto Rico, Mexico, the fires in Northern California. So we have a definite big focus in those areas right now. We've created several IESC projects based on the critical needs of those environments. And when we go into those kinds of environments with a project, my goal is always to go to the areas that nobody else has gone. In Puerto Rico, after the Hurricane Maria, When we went in, I said to the folks who I was dealing with, tell me where nobody's going. Tell me where the area is that needs the biggest help and that's underserved. And that's where we landed. Another example is we go into areas where our skills can provide impact. We've been in 25 countries since 2009, developing countries as well as U.S. And I can name Rwanda, Peru, Nepal, India, Swaziland. Namibia, Cambodia, the Philippines, Arizona, Oakland. We've got well over 600 IESC alumni who have experienced what Michael has experienced in Nepal. When we put together a project, somebody will call me from the business or somebody will call me from outside of Intel to say, this is what the work we want to go do. We have materials. We have hardware. We have software that we're willing to donate, like an NGO or a nonprofit, if you can provide the technical expertise in your volunteers. So that's how we marry up the project with somebody who's willing to give of materials, and then we offer our skill-based volunteers.
1: So, Michael, as Laurie mentioned, you just got back from Nepal. Tell us a little bit about what you learned in Nepal and the experiences the team had in working with the kids there.
0: Nepal is fantastic. So it's such a beautiful, beautiful country. And the people there were extremely welcoming. The children were really excited to see us. Obviously, seeing the kids with the highlight, seeing them light up when they get an answer right or when the characters on the screen interact with them. When the kids start spontaneously singing with with the program, not realizing they're even singing out loud, it's such a great, rewarding experience for the employees. Right? It's great to see them so excited to learn, and we even saw them sneaking back into the computer labs uh, during their lunch breaks to continue, you know, playing on the laptops. What they believe is playing when they're actually learning. And then the teachers themselves, it's a truly rewarding experience for them because they see this is a huge help for them, and they're thankful for the opportunity to have these kind of technologies to augment their lesson plans. And one teacher even commented that he felt so lucky to be blessed that not only did he have access to the software package, but he was thrilled to have just the technical expertise of the folks at his school helping to teach him how to best utilize the programs how to maintain the systems, and how to expand this uh, program in the future. He now has the expertise to do that due to the training that we give. You know, all those types of interactions are amazing and and warm your heart. I personally come back from something like this much more energized to find ways that, that technology can make people's lives easier and how can we make such a big difference in such a short period of time. It's a very great experience.
1: And Lori talked about the expertise that we bring with our teams. How did that manifest itself in the team that we sent to Nepal? And what kind of roles did you guys have? We had
0: a number of different folks. So we had four different people on the ground in Nepal that Intel sent. So we have kind of a program manager. We had two trainers and one highly focused technical person. Both program management and trainers also had some technical expertise as well. So we kind of look at the project a whole to see what do we need to get done. And then everybody has their primary role that they're going to fulfill on the trip. But there's a lot of overlap. It's a great team effort where people tend to really step up because they recognize we've got a very short time to get things done, a very limited number of resources available to us while we're in country. So let's see what we can get done with just the, the team. And so people are not afraid to ask each other for help and not afraid to offer it.
1: You've talked about the Intel team, Michael, but Lori also mentioned that we partner with NGOs in this program. Was that the case here?
0: Yeah. So in Nepal, we partnered with an NGO called Hands and Outreach. It's an amazingly wonderful organization. They have interest in care and care in helping to take care of young girls that are at risk or need additional opportunities in life. So it's a nonprofit organization which looks to identify those girls whose families, for whatever reason, don't have the means to send their kids to school and to help them move forward in life. So they identify sponsors for the girls and then they go and gather funds to help with tuition costs, food, sometimes boarding fees, and even help provide food for the child's family so the child can feel like their is being taken care of as well and they're not leaving them behind. They can focus their efforts on schoolwork and learning. We had a local contact there from the Hands and Outreach Program. His name is Ram, and he takes such amazing personal interest in helping these kids. We would see kids running up to him in the street to hold his hand or to tell him about the progress they're making. It's truly heartwarming to see how connected he is with the community. And the hands and outreach team as a whole is very involved in identifying where are the right schools to be targeting to get the biggest bang for their efforts.
2: Michael, we've worked with this particular NGO hands and outreach for, I think we're going on five years now. And it all started off with a gentleman named John Cartwright, the retiree from Intel. And he got the IESC bug way back with an installment in Haiti. And he got the bug when he saw the look that Michael saw in the eyes of kids when they saw technology, and it never left John. And as John worked through Intel and just retired recently in the last couple of years, he's continued his pay forward with this NGO, and he's now on the board of directors. And he approaches me every year, and it's now a twice a year installment in Nepal at a different school. And he knows what Intel employees can deliver, and he knows he's got the backing from his NGO. They raise the funds, and they have a goal in mind, and they always use Intel employees from the IESC. So it's just a wonderful partnership with an NGO.
1: Lori, obviously, we've probably piqued a lot of folks' interest about this program who are listening online Where can folks, either from an NGO or from an interested community, reach out to the Intel Foundation to learn more?
2: To learn more, they can go to Intel Foundation online at Intel.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you, both of you, for the work that you're doing in this space, as well as coming on the program today to share the exciting developments within the Intel Employee Service Corps it's very inspirational to hear how communities are being impacted positively by integration of technology, and um, great work. Thanks for being on the program. Thanks for
2: the invitation. Thank you.
0: Visit ChipChat online at intel.com chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.